Okay. Hi, this is Lilia with the Help Yourself podcast, and I am very excited today because I am talking to Zen Honeycutt from Moms Across America. Zen, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Well, I'm so delighted to be speaking with you and moms and dads and everybody in Scotland. This is such a treat. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> so I only discovered you last week watching Let Food Be Thy Medicine on YouTube. And there was a few of you, um, I don't know how many, maybe six, eight people, but you stood out to me when you, I heard you say, um, we are a bunch of unstoppable mums. And there was just something in that phrase that really you know, got my attention and lit me up. And then I obviously went on and looked at your website. But before we go on to talk about mums across America, the other obviously fascinating thing, given that we have so many children now that are having behavioural problems and late, they've got labels, etc., that it was really your children that got you into this, wasn't it? Am I right saying that? Yes, absolutely. I have three boys. Uh, they are now uh, 18, 15, and 12, but at the time they were, you know, nine and seven and, and three or something. And uh, they were all sick. They had chronic illnesses, allergies, autism symptoms on and off, um, as sometimes, you know, once in a while, asthma symptoms, and, and one had life-threatening allergies, and we had been in the ER far too many times, and we were very confused because my husband and I were both fairly healthy when we were kids. We didn't have these problems, and mm -hmm. we started to realize that pretty much every family around us had children that were sick as well. I mean, some had allergies to apples or peppers or you know, just the weirdest thing. So yes, that's what got me into this is my children's sickness. And thank goodness when I looked into the food supply and found out about GMOs and toxins in the food supply and we went all organic, you know, first we went non-GMO and they got better. But then when my child had autism symptoms, we went hundred percent organic and recovered him. And so now my kids are super healthy and I'm so grateful that I found out about the food supply. Where does it you actually live? Well, now I live in North Carolina. I used to live in California and uh, we moved for many reasons. One was the health freedom issues there, the, the vaccination rules in California are very strict. And also we couldn't grow food. So uh, we had a very small backyard the size of a postage stamp. And so we moved to North Carolina where we now have six acres and a couple barns and pastures and we're able to have animals and uh, we're planning our, our garden. And so we're very excited to have more affordable land and, and much more of it and be able to grow food. Fantastic. Well done. And I mean, I, I'm assuming, I mean, America is obviously enormous. I think that some states are worse than others. Would I be right in saying that in terms of yes. poison? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So California has the most toxic water on the mainland U.S. Hawaii is number one for, you know, uh, United States. So that was very concerning to me. Yes, because GMO uh, farming is originated in Hawaii or has originated in Hawaii. The, all the test plots are there and they spray up to 19 times a day. And uh, our, you know, your, your native born uh, Hugh Grant, CEO of Monsanto from Scotland, right? He, he ran Monsanto and they did a lot of uh, testing in Hawaii. And then California is next primarily because of the agriculture industry, industry there. So it's the agrochemicals that are the most responsible for the, the contamination of our water supply. 
Mm -hmm. So with what you, so you just went organic. Did you do any other kind of detoxing with the kids, or was it just simply taking all the the chemicals out of the food, and that was, and then they just healed themselves? Is that tell me tell me yeah, a little bit? Yeah, that's that's a good question. You know, I have stacks and stacks of books of different things that I tried. Uh, one of the first books I got was the GAPS diet or bot and also the body ecology diet. I, I learned very quickly that the gut is, you know, the primary source of your health issues. And our, my doctor told me my kids had like 21 different food intolerances. They had holes in their small intestines. They had leaky gut. And he said that most of the kids in America have this problem. They have all of a sudden, they just have this leaky gut issue. And they said, well, your kids are just lucky to have a mom that's finding out about this. So I did research on it and I was going to do the GAPS diet, but this, th that diet only allowed like broth and um, smushed uh, squash and things like that and, and different kinds of things just to sort of coat the lining of the stomach and really ease up on digestion. And then later on, they introduced almonds and eggs and things like that. But one of my kids has an allergy to nuts and the other kid has an allergy to eggs. And I didn't think anybody would do any good just eating broth for a couple of weeks. I just couldn't imagine that as a mom with three kids. So yeah. instead I looked into what could you take away from the diet that was the most offending things like the processed foods and the GMO foods. And what could you add in, which is primarily for me was sauerkraut and kombucha and apple cider vinegar was the things that support the gut with good probiotics. And, and so I could, I could work in sauerkraut every day into my kids diet and give them gold stars, you know, for eating it, even though they complained and after, but after a while it became a habit yes. and we started to see real changes in my kids. And it, you know, in addition with eating organic food, so getting the good probiotics in the butt was super in their gut, but in their gut was super important. We also minimized sugar and for a while we minimized dairy as well. Uh -huh. And how difficult was that? Yeah, so it was growing hungry boys. <laughs> well, we just replaced foods. We replaced foods, right? We didn't like take away all foods and suddenly have a refrigerator full of kale. You know, it was, we got organic pizza and we got organic cookies and, you know, we still had those things. It just was a lot more, uh, you know, healthy because it was organic. And I, I do have to say our, our grocery bill did go up, but um, our doctor's visits began to go down. And over a period of a couple of years, suddenly realized, wow, it's been three years and none of our kids have been to a doctor. I mean, wow. that, we were saving $15,000 a year just on the co-payments and, you know, the, the deductibles for our, our health insurance. Wow, that is incredible. Well done. Because, well, I'm so interested that you just said kombucha and uh, sauerkraut because we're putting together um, my friend uh, who's also an unstoppable mum. Um, she has really, you know, inspired me about fermenting because I've been a nutritionist forever, you know, but it's the usual, you tell people what to eat and they don't eat it and getting people to try and change their diet. I just found it so frustrating. I just literally stopped practicing. And now this kind of add in, you know, idea where an absolutely gut biome and feeding the good guys and putting in the, the ferments and the kombucha. I think that's a really doable thing. You know, I think yes. any mums listening to this um, will think, well, yeah, I could do that. And, you know, because everybody's so busy and tired that if you if I come along and say, well, now you have to do all this, 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 and they're just like, oh, forget it. It's not happening. 
So I, I, yeah. that's really amazing that you um, you kind of reinforce that. So yeah, especially when they had sugar treats, it was like, okay, you can have that, but you have to have a bite of, of sauerkraut, right? So we didn't, we weren't completely strict with everything. Um, of course it, we did, we were strictly organic though. I have to say, especially when my son had autism symptoms and we found glyphosate in his urine, mm-hmm. we were the um, first organization to initiate glyphosate testing in America, especially for citizens and um, found glyphosate in our tap water in my son's urine, 8.7 parts per billion of glyphosate in his urine. And in Europe, that was what they had done in Europe. This, my son's levels were like 10 times higher than what they found in Europe. Mm-hmm. And, and then we also found glyphosate in breast milk. And um, when we found it in my son, of course, I was especially concerned because that was at the same time as a sudden onset of autism symptoms. He was hitting, yelling, screaming. His grades went from A's to D's. His teacher called me and said something is going on with him. He was having like tantrums at eight years old, right? Like just like he was reverting back to a two-year-old. And so we decided not to just say, okay, it's just a phase. He'll get through it, right? We took him to the doctor and the doctor said, I'm going to test his urine for bad bacteria. And I think he may have tested his feces too. I don't remember, but he tested him and he did find a C. diff and a whole bunch of bad bacteria in his gut. And he found that he had, you know, holes in his small intestines and that, that whole scenario uh, was what happened. And, and I said, well, wait a second, why is this happening? I mean, he said, and then he said he has autism symptoms. And I said, well, is it autism? And he said, no, autism symptoms. And this can happen because of bad bacteria in the gut, like your son has, because it can cause inflammation in the brain, which, uh, you know, creates excitotoxins and, and um, brain neurons to die. And then, you know, behavioral issues and learning issues to happen. Uh-huh. And so I was like, wait a second, that's what glyphosate does. And mm-hmm. glyphosate, because glyphosate has been shown to destroy the beneficial gut bacteria and allow for the proliferation of the pathogenic gut bacteria. And then mm-hmm. that pathogenic gut bacteria has something on the outer walls called lipopolysaccharides. And they tell the vagus nerve in the gut to alert the brain to go on attack. And then that's what creates the excitotoxins and the inflammation. So when I explained that to my doctor, he's like, wow, I've been telling our autism patients to avoid wheat and dairy, but not to go organic. I'm going to try that. And so, cause that's what I had decided to do. So we went completely organic for six weeks and then we retested him and his uh, glyphosate levels were no longer detectable and his autism symptoms were gone and have never come back. And we did do, yeah, we did take also during that time, not just going organic, he had the sauerkraut, he had some colloidal silver to help his gut lining. He also had, um, he did have an antifungal because he did have a bad fungus as well. So I prefer not to take compound medication and all kinds of stuff, but this, the doctor says, you really got to do this for now. And then he said, and later on, you can also try golden seal and, you know, things like that. So um, we, we did do that and it did get a little worse before it got better. Like he got a rash. That's like the body just sort of detoxing that out. You mentioned detoxing and, uh, but we kept going with it. And then within six weeks, he was, you know, he was on his way to recovering and, and has been much better ever since straight A's good behavior most of the time. <laughs> and, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, and, and doing well. Yeah. I mean, six weeks is no time really, is it to, and it you, you tell me about organic, we, you know, we live in a, a relatively rural area of Scotland where we really just have to take what we get rather than be able to decide, you know, most of the time it's something that we're looking into with Heal Scotland is 
um, the you know creating community gardens and allotments so that we can grow our own and you know exactly um, you know that's got to be the way ahead um, so did you get them from a local farmer the vegetables do you did were they fresh were they just out the ground I mean so at the time we just bought organic vegetables from our local grocery store we live in we lived in Southern California at the time we had a actual you know, of several grocery stores where we could get organic food. I mean, that grew over time. When I first started, it was more difficult. But by the time, um, you know, we left California just this past year, you know, seven years later, the, there was an enormous amount of organic food. It, we, we could buy everything we wanted in organic, even baking flowers and, um, you know, uh, gluten-free crackers and, you know, different types of even candies, you know, we we can get pretty much anything we want organic now. And, and you, most people can online. There's a lot of online stores uh -huh. or co-ops where you can buy organic foods, but yeah. um, yes, growing your own food is the best thing. Supporting farmer's markets. We did go to farmer's markets now and then, and we, we do that much more often now as well. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, it, growing our own food is definitely uh, the way the future for, and I would say for everybody to just to start growing some organic food that way, you know how it's grown. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I'm just checking that this is recording. Sorry, because I'll be so furious. Yes, it is. That's great. <laughs> so, right, that's absolutely wonderful because, um, you know, we're putting a pilot project into schools and I'm really, really passionate about cleaning up the snacks and, you know, and seeing a few different things. I've been researching for a book that we're writing called Scotland's Wild Medicine, which is about foraging and basically nature, the five elements when we get back outside, etc. And And so my research um, into that has taken me deep into a lot of the science, some of the stuff that you've just talked about. And I thought, if I didn't know a lot of this stuff as clearly as I do now, parents and teachers probably don't know. So I'm like, we, we need to know this before we medicate kids for things that could be addressed and healed. So that leads us on to now tell me about mums across America. How did that, you know, huge vision come across? I mean, it's just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely. I'll tell you that, but I, I do want to come back to a story about a kid who killed his, himself with behavior. Do, or do you want me to tell you that now? Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me that now. Yeah, because that's... Okay, uh, I'll tell you that now because you brought it up. So so there was a um, Moms Across America supporter. This was, it, this was uh, in the first year or two of us being around, getting the word out about um, organic food, you know, GMOs, glyphosate and organic, the benefits of organic food. And she called me and said, you know, I have a friend that wants me to tell you this story. And there's a language barrier. You know, she, she was Spanish speaking. So she wants me to call you. And I said, okay. And she said... Um, this mom was, is from a very low income neighborhood and she had a child who at the time was about nine years old and was having a lot of uh, behavioral issues, mental health issues. And she told her school and the school just, you know, ignored her, didn't do anything about it. So then one day they called her and said, you have to come pick up your school. He just threatened to blow up the school with a bomb and kill everyone in it. And she said, well, I told you that he has mental health issues and you have done, done nothing about it. And you, I don't know how to get help for him. And they said, okay, so we'll send you to a psychologist. And they did. So he went, he got assessed and the psychologist at the end of the session handed the mom a prescription and said, here's the medication for your son. And she said, that's it. Is there nothing else I can do? Or what about the side effects? And, and he said, well, have you, he said, yes, there will be side effects and have, you know, the only other thing you can do is you can think about the food. Have you, 
thought about the food you're feeding him. And she said, what do you mean? He said, well, what are you feeding him? And she said, well, you know, whatever I can get in him, tacos and hot dogs and pizza and, you know, fast food and stuff like that. And, and he said, well, have you thought about the GMOs and the toxins and the pesticides and the preservatives and the chemicals in the food? And she said, no, I haven't. He said, well, you can either feed him organic or you can give him this prescription for the rest of his life. And so she figured out how to feed him organic, even though, again, single mom, low budget, I believe she had four kids. She bought rice and organic rice and beans, you know, organic salsa, organic, you know, cut out the soda, the processed foods. And within two weeks, the school called her and said, we don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it. This is a completely new kid. And so the mom, the moms across America supporter that called me said, this mom wanted me to call you because she is now, her son is now 16 years old. And there was just a school shooting last week. And she wants you to know that she knows that he would have been one of those kids that got a gun and shot people at his school if she didn't find out about GMOs and switch to organic. And he's not going to do that now. He's healthy and balanced and doing well in school because he avoids those toxins. And so there's no better story for me than that, because that doesn't just affect that child and his future. It affect, that affects thousands of people from mm-hmm. that school that were not mm-hmm. shot at, that did not die, that did not go through trauma, right? Mm-hmm. That did not lose loved ones. And yeah. so, you know, that, that for me is, it gives me all the fuel that I need to have. In addition to my own stories with my own children, right? To keep going. And that's why we call ourselves unstoppable moms, because we have love and, and nurturing at the source of our fuel to keep doing this, not just for our children, but for all children. I know because some children, some adults, teachers and parents included, have no idea that the behavior is coming from the gut and the food. Yeah. Can, you, can you talk to vaccines? Were your children vaccinated? Yes, they were. They were almost fully vaccinated. And the one that had the most health problems was the one that was most vaccinated. And mm-hmm. I believed in vaccines and I trusted my doctor and I didn't know about the vaccine ingredients until my son, was, my eldest son was nine years old. And right. um, so I, I believe they did contribute to his gut issues and his health issues. And I know some people may call me an anti-vaxxer for that, but uh whether or not, I mean, and I'm, I am sure that they contributed, right? But I also know that the GMOs and the glyphosate and the toxins in the environment and the food supply also contributed. And whether some, whether a child is vaccine damaged or not, you know, or whether that source was from the vaccines or not, the solution part, the major part of the solution is eating organic because you can't recover your child from mental health issues or be- behavioral issues or health, other health issues if you keep putting toxins into their gut right? They may have been exposed and damaged to whatever that was, right? And you're, you're not going to be able to move them over to this place of recovery unless you stop putting toxins in their body. And it's not knowingly, right? I didn't knowingly like, feed my kids GMOs and glyphosate for nine years uh, on purpose. I just didn't know about it. So for anybody who's listening to this and is suddenly rethinking everything in your pantry, which I'm sorry, you need to do if you're eating conventional food, if it doesn't say organic on there, or if you don't know the farmer and know that they were growing it organic, you are probably exposing yourself and your children to very serious toxins. These pesticides are ridiculous. The latest GMO corn being put out by Bayer is sprayed with five different pesticides. That's what it needs in order to grow. Because they're building up resistance, right, to different pesticides. Yep. So, or I, I read about, 
I mean, it's just it's crazy what we do. Anyway, that's and it's a problem here as well. There, there's no yeah. doubt. Um, I know friends that have been tested, and you know it's in the cells. So yeah, so that's fantastic. So now we understand that what parents can do to really help take out the the toxicity and put in yes. some sauerkraut and, and kombucha. Now, so then explain to me how that then developed into mums across America. Well, great. So it happened, you know, along the way. Uh, first found out about GMOs and toxins after my kids had, you know, had allergies and, you know, problems for many years. And I found out through Robin O'Brien, who did a talk called um, Patriotism on a Plate, and Jeffrey Smith, who did a movie called Genetic Roulette. I found out about it. I was like, wait a second, maybe this is connected to my kids' allergies. And I looked into it and I thought, I am sure, you know, this is it. And so I joined the campaign for Prop 37 in California, GMO labeling initiative. And the night that we lost that initiative, I thought to myself, well, this isn't over. We're not going to give up. People need to know about GMOs because right, right around the time that I found out of them, about them, my son had a rash around his mouth, my oldest one, and we took GMOs out of his diet. And within four months, he was almost completely recovered. His, his allergies have vastly cleared up. They, they almost never happen anymore. And so um, during that time, I was passing out flyers, you know, as a part of, of Prop 37, and I saw my son recovering. And so I thought, well, we can't just stop this. What can I do to raise awareness with as many people as possible in the shortest amount of time? Because we moms, you know, we need to be efficient, right? I used to be a waitress for seven summers. You got to get, make those rounds or those tapes. You need to be, you need to get this done, right? So how can we do this? And I thought of a large number of people, you know, Jeffrey Smith talks about, you know, the tipping point, you just need to reach 15% of the people in order to get everybody else to, so how could we reach a large number of people? And I thought of the, the patriotism on a plate thing and those ideas just sort of came together. And I thought, what about marching in 4th of July parades? You know, these Independence Day parades in America are almost every small town, you can just join in, put on some red, white, and blue. Maybe you have to pay a $30 parade fee or something to the, to the city council. Uh-huh. And you can join in these parades. And I thought, what about moms across America march to label GMOs? And we take this concept of marching on Washington, you know, what Martin Luther King had. And instead of everybody having to go there because moms and babies and strollers, right? That, that's not cost-effective to get to DC, why not do it in our small towns? Mm-hmm. And so to me, it was like, it was almost like God gave me this idea, right? Like came yeah. down and I was like, oh, this is it, you know? And and uh, so, yeah, I, I, I knew that this would work and I shared it with a couple of people and they're like, wow, this is great. Yes, we can do that. It makes it easy and affordable. And we could reach thousands locally. I mean, each, some, these parades are 5,000 to 30 to 200,000 people in each area. Yeah. And uh, we could reach thousand locally, thousands locally and millions nationally in a single day. And many of these parades are televised. So the senior centers and the people at home are seeing them. They would see our banner and we would pass out flyers and we would wear t-shirts. And so we did that. I, you know, I have a former fashion design experience. So getting some t-shirts designed and, um, you know, having somebody print those up wasn't a big deal. And uh, um, yeah. I got a graphic designer to help with the flyers. And we had, instead of a hundred groups joining into parades across the country, we had 179 groups and we, wow. we estimate over 2 million people in a day. And our board president, we went on then to create Moms Across America as a nonprofit. You know, in the very beginning, that event 
had us go from zero to a reach of 300,000 a week in four months. Wow. This Facebook alone. Uh-huh. So we ended up being, you know, like, we got to make this be a nonprofit. We got to stick around. This can't just be a one-time event. And our board president said, you know, in the beginning when we were passing out flyers, it was one out of 50 people that knew about GMOs. Now, and this was five years later, she said one out of 50 people don't know about GMOs. And I'm very proud to be a part of that process. No one. Yeah, I looked at all your, I was looking through your website, obviously, because I'm like, well, this woman already is on it, has done it. So I knew that, but what I want to achieve is very similar to you. It's a groundswell of people that really don't know the stuff that we know. And it's really, really critically important for their, their children's health and their own health long-term to know this stuff so I, you've really really inspired me even with the you know the just making it easy with flyers and t-shirts and because it's all about getting the word out isn't it yeah you know? it, it is and making it easy for people to get the word out and having the flyers be professional and well done and you know yeah they were a little bit too wordy in the beginning but you know having photographs and color you know professional images was really important that that's what gives it the professionalism and, and, and the quotes from doctors and scientists and things like that are, are very important. No cross skull and cross runs. We tried not to do like the scary yeah. tactic. We really tried to make it uh, mainstream. And so yeah. that, that's been very successful. And then, since then we've had, you know, right away we had, you know, 179 groups in parades and then we had moms post their events, whether they were coffee gatherings or play dates or movie nights, you know, speaker series. And they posted a thousand events over the next five years in, in all 50 states. So it's been amazing. I had, I never imagined that this would happen, but I knew it needed to be national and it needs to be big. And it would be exciting if it was all on the same day. You know, sometimes people are more excited and they want to take more action. If it's big, if it's a big thing, rather than just a local, you know, one time. Absolutely. So I encourage people to look for ways that they can reach people on a, on a big scale, you know, the, like your, your uh, country Super Bowl type of thing, right? Your yes. sporting events, your whatever, your fairs and your festivals, your holidays, because we need to be efficient about this and reach as many people as possible. Absolutely, absolutely. And I saw that you interviewed Zach Bush. <laughs> oh, yes. I love him. <laughs> He's just, and, and you've got some of his products um, on your site. We, we got to interview him before he got big. It was like at the very beginning of when he was putting out his product restore, it had only been out for one year and people had been bugging me about it to, to sell his product. And I thought, oh, it's too good to be true. We can't actually do anything about, you know, glyphosate harm and, you know, the gut and all this kind of stuff. And then uh, too many moms, frankly, you know, bugged me about it. And so I finally listened and, and we tried it as well. We saw the testimonies and it was, it just took off so well that that man is brilliant. And uh, we really appreciate him. He was, he was our advisor for about a year or so, and then he got too busy. So uh, we appreciate everything that he's doing. And, and I hope people do listen to him because he not only has incredible amount of wisdom about what's going on in the gut and the body, but also the soil and the earth and the impact of GMO farming um, on climate change and climate chaos. And so I hope that people put, put those concepts together and to see that the way that they um, purchase food has a huge difference, makes a huge difference, not only in their health, but in the future of our planet. Absolutely. And he's just got the, this huge heart. And I, I don't know what video I saw of him at first, but he's, he's just so 
absolutely amazed by the beauty of the world and he wants everybody to see it that way and yeah he's just a very special man I love his work yeah. too so um mm. yeah and the, I mean the soil biome becomes our biome and if we don't look after the soil you know we're so short-sighted and you know in this allegedly developed world where we just killed everything literally and now we're paying the the ultimate price which is the health of our children so yeah well thank you for so much I really appreciate your time because I know how busy you are and um, it's just been an absolute joy speaking to you and you've really inspired me for Heal Scotland um, mm -hmm. because sometimes you know you get oh where do you start and you know I get really enthusiastic I'm very passionate about it but sometimes it's met with some apathy but now I'm like when I heard you say about the unstoppable mums I've, I've I suppose I've always known that mums will do go to the ends of the earth to save their children yeah. so it just kind of made complete sense um so well done and thank you for leading the way well I want to thank all the moms that took part I mean every mom that said you know what I'm gonna get a group of my friends and get into a parade a parade you know or or host a movie there's many movies secret ingredients kiss the ground gmo omg genetic roulette there's so many movies that our little movie communities rising you can watch it for free on youtube to gather a group of people and and uh, see this movie at a library or now because of covid you know on zoom or whatever it that takes some courage it takes some courage because people are afraid, you know, what if I fail, which is what I thought. I mean, I had no background for creating a, non a nationwide nonprofit and a nationwide event. Um, but, but having that and having that fear is normal, right? I don't know how, I don't know what to do. I don't have enough money, you know, all that kind of stuff. But here's what I want to encourage your listeners to do. And, and that is to envision that future. Be clear about that future you want. And I love the name Heal Scotland. Because you, I, what I see is a bunch of healthy Scottish people running around. By the way, I have part, a little tiny bit of Scottish in me. Okay. And, um, <laughs> my father, he's Swamp Yankee. That's English, Irish, and Scottish. So um, I feel you. And uh, love to go there someday. But what I envision is, you know, a whole bunch of healthy, happy Scottish people running around outside in their gardens with their sheep and animals and mm -hmm. living the way your great-grandparents did. I mean, this is... That's what needs to happen. And when, so when you see that future, you then make decisions um, and, and take actions based on that future, not based on all of the other concerns you have, like, oh, I'm too tired or nobody's helping, or I don't know how, or this is too difficult, or the trolls are out, you know, criticizing me and threatening me and, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? You, you don't make decisions based on that because that those things, those circumstances have nothing to do with the future that you're creating, right? People could criticize me all day long and say that I'm this or that. I'm, a, I'm actually a man and my kids aren't my kids. And I don't know, they can make up all kinds of crazy stuff, but that yeah. doesn't take away my commitment to creating a future of health and freedom, right? Yes. My, that commitment and that my love, that love for my children will be the same, even if I fail at an event, even if the event doesn't happen, right? Or the flyers don't get out on time or, you know, I make mistakes, right? My commitment is still there. And so mm -hmm. I just want to invite everybody to envision that future and, and really be sure about what it is that you're creating in life. And it, maybe it's not for all of Scotland. Maybe it's just for your family, you know, yeah. which is 
if everybody did that, then Scotland would be healed, right? So if you want to take on your fa- first your body and then your family that take that one step at a time and then you will heal Scotland. Exactly. And, you know, we have um, a, a really poor and quite worrying health picture. And I know it can be turned around. I have not, there's not a s- single bit of doubt. Um, and it's just getting people on board because I can't do it myself. Obviously, it's not anything to do with me like you. It's spreading a message that is critical for mums and parents, teachers to know, you know, because yeah. we're, you know, what I was saying to I've got, my dad was a teacher, my sister's a teacher, my aunts and uncles. Oh, um, my parents were no, teachers, yeah. Yeah, well, that's it's in the in the DNA. It's um, you can't teach a brain that's not working properly, yes. you know. And people are putting their kids into school with you know, and their guts out of balance, and they can't concentrate. And the poor teachers are trying to deal with that, and nobody really fully understands what's going on. And that's really the Heal Scotland message: is that you know, every it's a form of communication. There's inflammation usually, toxicity, yeah. you know, yes. um, and we can change that. We can change it tomorrow if we all just get together and and decide. The studies show, yeah, the studies show that within one week of eating organic, the the pesticides almost were completely gone. I think it was ninety percent within two weeks, a hundred percent gone, and that means the gut is then able to start healing. I mean, it takes weeks, maybe even months. In some rare cases, maybe a year, you know. But you're talking like a completely new human being by then, somebody who can sleep at night who isn't constipated all the time, who isn't crying and whining, who isn't banging his head against the refrigerator because he, you know, has to have sugar or, or cheese, you know, somebody who that can actually um, function and learn and, and behave in a way that is compatible for making friendships and feeling confident and responsible and a contribution to the planet. And that's, that's how we want to raise our children. Absolutely. What a lovely way to end. That is exactly it. So thanks again, Zane. I'm sure I'll be back bugging you again. Okay, well, thank you. Please tell me about any updates you have in Scotland, you know, with wins or triumphs or anything that you do. We were so happy to hear. Did did Scotland ban glyphosate by any chance? Um, Not to my knowledge. No, or was it some type of GMO, a certain type of GMO? Um, I, I'm not sure about that. There's still GMO. Okay. Well, if those things happen, please let me know. <laughs> we, oh, we're don't rooting worry. for you. I'll be, okay. I'll be keeping, we're, we're, we're going to be um, unstoppable mums um, across Scotland as well. So thanks for your inspiration. Good. Yes. And you're welcome here anytime that you can fly. You're allowed to fly. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And go ahead and take the name Mums Across Scotland if you want and start a group and work together and or you already have your heel scotland whatever it is but just yeah but i think that there's a there's definitely a subgroup for you know that's just going to be targeting mums really at parents right um great so yeah i might just take you up on that okay great thank you so much for the time to meet thank you take care bye-bye